Hey, what's up? My name is Dante, and you are listening to the Codependency Survival Guide podcast. Uh, in this episode, I'm going to be interviewing somebody who I've gotten coaching from, known for a while, uh, for the past I don't know, six or seven years, I guess, of my life, kind of sporadically interacting here and there. He's a really good dude. He posts a lot of great content. Uh, he mostly specifically helps guys. And I know I have a lot of female listeners, but I think we do a great job of kind of balancing, you know, what we're sharing f- f- between, you know, what's helpful to like males, females, but also just very general advice that you can apply regardless of sex or energetic orientation. You know, some of us are way more feminine than we are masculine and vice versa. And sometimes that's a, uh, you know, we're in a good place with that. And other times it's unbalanced and we're trying to get more balanced. Uh, For me, I'm definitely more feminine and cultivating more of that masculine energy and kind of healing the wounds that are kind of preventing me from embodying uh, healthy masculine energy. So without further ado, I really hope you enjoy this conversation that we had. It was it was kind of long. I was, I was a little surprised, um, pleasantly surprised. And we drop a lot of great gems and, and perspectives and, and takeaways uh, relating to boundaries, um, you know, when to, to let go of a, a relationship, a situation that maybe isn't win-win anymore, um, how to, you know, build up your self-esteem. A lot of good stuff here. So I hope you enjoy it. I hope you take a lot away from it and it leaves you better than when you found it. Uh, Yeah, so thank you for listening, and there you go. Cool. All right, I'm super excited to welcome Sam Matheson onto the podcast. Uh, He's somebody who I've been inspired by and looked up to for a while in my life. Uh, He has kind of a crazy background of of dealing with similar stuff that I've gone through, Uh, you know, emotional stuff, and kind of rising above that and making it a priority to build a life that is supportive of his emotional state and happiness and being on purpose. So, you know, in the context of this podcast, the Codependency Survival Guide, it's all about helping you basically just build self-esteem and feel better about yourself so that Mm -hmm. you can do these things about creating boundaries, you know, surrounding yourself with the right people. It's like the, the framework, the foundation to get to these, you know, when you're at the, the bottom, so to speak, they're very flashy. They're very attractive. It's like, we want all this money. We want all this status. We want all these attractive people, but you can't get there unless you, you feel good about yourself, unless you're fucking stable internally. And definitely, I was super inspired to bring Sam on the podcast because I think he's somebody who is like, and you know, of course we're all on a journey. We're all dealing with stuff still, but I see him as somebody who's like in the end game. So my intent with bringing him on the pod, yeah, man, my intent with bringing him on the podcast is just to show you guys like what's possible, expose you to some really good vibes and hopefully some cool perspectives. So welcome, I appreciate man. that, mate. I appreciate that. Thank you very much for having me on. Appreciate everyone tuning in and listening. We're going to get a popping podcast happening. Learn some shit. We're going to learn <laughs> some shit today. Like the end the famous Kevin Hart would say, you're going to learn today. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, real quick, man, before we dive in, um, yeah. maybe you want to tell a little bit about like what you do and, and maybe plug your, your stuff real quick. Yeah, absolutely. So, so my, my journey has been going on for about 10 years now. Well, everyone's journey goes on from the, when they're born. So I was 
brought into the self-development from a young age. I had a, a dad that was in the more of the holistic health. He was into more, you know, sort of learning past the truth that we saw from social media and the media. And this is when I was like five, six years old. This is, you know, I'm 28 now. So I've been doing this for about 23 years now. So, you know, reading all the books back in the days and stuff as, as a child, that's what my weekends were with. It. I had a split family, but on the weekends I'd go learn that. And, and that, that was an interesting sort of dynamic being brought up in a split household. A lot of people are, you know, that was, we were the generation that were. And so, you know, from there, I kind of, uh, you know, I, I live with my mom. I did all that. And that comes with those kind of uh, things that happen. So, you know, when you're living with a with a, a single parent, especially a mother that's working, you know, not more, much time. And so that gave me an opportunity and I started, in the, you know, started looking for hobbies. I was the only child, looked for hobbies, played golf. So that's where I, ch- I chose on golf for some reason. You know, I've been doing it since a while. And that's even more isolating. So you can imagine that I've just coupled it with, you know, only child, isolating sport, uh, it grew me together really, really close with my dad, which was good. But a, a lot of the time I was socializing with 60, 70 year olds, which is great. Don't get me wrong. It's fantastic. But, you know, um, it has its own challenges, pros and cons, right? So I couldn't relate with people in my age. So when I started to develop in high school, you know, the bullying started because I couldn't relate to anyone. Right? And so this came on, this came on. And, you know, as you say, the, the codependency, well, you know, the dependency on people's validation started around that age where, you know, as a child, you're you're not part of the cool kids or you're not part of this not part of that you're not playing rugby in australia or you're not playing this or you're not part of the cricket team and i'm playing golf with just solo sports so of course you unless you've had a really really good upbringing a lot of the time you will develop those habits of like you know codependency and trying to get that validation from people i guess we we all do in a sense but uh this sort of made its hair for like a forefront when i i got out of high school after being bullied pretty badly in, in the last year of school and then um you know started in the real world got a girlfriend uh it's, you know that happened for a couple of, you know you think you're in love you're oh, this is the best thing ever you know like we all do uh that viciously spiraled down to about a 10 month uh depression spree because you know, i used to work well like across from us so i used to see her every day which is great when you work when you're when you're uh when you're in a relationship but when you're not damn, that's kind of scary so then she bring other dudes and everything like that so that was heartbreaking for me and to the point where it was like you know i was punching holes in the wall i was just going i was having like a mental breakdown Change jobs, change this, change any, but then I started getting too uh, addicted to a drug called rest of it, which is a sleeping medication, right? So when I started to do that, you know, now you can see, you know, the, the listeners can probably hear it's it's spiraling down. You know, I've gone from that codependency where this girl was everything to me. You know, this was it. This was the love. And uh, and then I've, I've been withdrawn from that. And now it's just spiral. And you can see negative thought, negative action, negative experience. Neg- it just, it, it all transforms into one thing. And that's why I think a lot of people, and I say, that people don't put enough importance on like a negative thought compared to a negative experience. Mm. I'm like, they're the same fucking thing. And I know that for a fact, because I started having negative thoughts and they just turn into negative experiences down the track. Right. So I was doing that. And uh, that led me to a, a, a catalyst in my life where, you know, had a bunch of pills, had a bunch of water, was about to kill myself. And then I, um, I went on YouTube and found, ended up finding the mentor that ended up saving my life. One of those mentors I had on my podcast last week, which was, you know, as you said, Elliot Hulse. Um, and then I ended up finding a guy from my, by the name of Owen Cook who ran a company that was teaching social skills. And so I, I put the pills in the bin and I pretty much dedicated my life from that moment onwards to teaching, uh, especially men, how to, you know, socialize. They improve their social skills, whether that's for dating, relationship, whether that's for 
making a business, high status friends, high status networks, being able to create a network in your area. And that was the thing, like, you know, we got to a stage where it was cool. Like, you know, back in the day, everyone could make friends. And then I'm just seeing over the years, wow, this is becoming a massive problem. You know, COVID definitely, mm. you know, accelerated that a lot. And now you get to people where, you know, they're in their mid twenties. They've got no idea how to even make a friend. They've got no idea how to make a relationship. They see all these girls are only after this sort of one particular caricature, one particular attribute, you know, the particular attributes, you know, or, you know, even with the girls, for instance, you know, they're seeing a lot of the, a lot of the dudes have, you know, just no lethargicness and no ambition and no this. And so they have their own problems too. Don't get me wrong. I know both sides. And so you're seeing this and I thought he you know, he's a really good way because I'm obsessed with this and can't stop thinking about this. Cause I know this is like the, bees and an end all in terms of you know if you're wanting having a successful life your social aspects your ability to be able to make connections your ability to make relationships your ability to be able to network and, and build rapport with people is the most paramount thing possible you know and so you can say in in, in an economical scale in a in a political scale everything revolts back to your ability to, to have conversations, your ability to be able to talk, your ability to be able to negotiate, your ability to be able to sell. It comes down back to this skill of being able to build rapport with people. And so that's what I've been teaching for the last, God knows how many, 10 years now and, and creating my company, which is called Social Life Mentoring, which is you know basically encompassing of all my, all my skills to that, which I teach nowadays. That's fucking incredible, man. I did not realize that you kind of went to, to such a dark place yeah yeah bro yeah that's intense yeah it was, it was, it's pretty crazy Congra- yeah, no. congratulations dude that's fucking inspiring i appreciate i appreciate it, man yeah it was a pretty pretty crazy event and so you know with the people listening i think that the the biggest thing is that you're you know people are like well you're so different i'm like no i'm the same person but those thoughts were like a demonistic different identity so i think everyone has a little bit of bpd in the like borderline personality right, we right. always have we always have a little bit of like how, how do we say like a little bit of, you know, you know, young would say we have our, our light and our shadow, right. A light and dark. Right. So, you know, it may, it, you know, when I, when I've looked back at those times, you know, when I've been really deep, really down and it was a, <laughs> the funny thing is it was actually a repression of my darker self, a repression of what I was feeling. I was feeling all these things and I wasn't speaking my truth. I wasn't speaking my intentions. I was, I was, uh, I felt that bottle up and I've had this in my, I have a, a tendency to do this. Right. And so this is one thing I always work on. And, um, and so what I was doing was bottling up for years and then exploding, bottling up for years, exploding. And so I was like, Oh, this is a very interesting thing. And then when I started to investigate a bit more of young stuff, I, I understood this shadow self, this shadow self, um, you know, the darker side in terms of, you know, like Peterson, Jordan Peterson would say something like you want to be a, a warrior in a garden rather than a gardener, gardener in the wall, you know? <laughs> so I was more the gardener in the war, I think. <laughs> but um, so when I started to embrace that in, in ways I've done that is more, um, uh, you know, you, you probably seen a lot more difference between where I was with my old self, which was back in a big company teaching around the world. I was very happy, very, you know, everything was light, fun, hearted, which is great. I still keep that element, but then I've really tried to settle that. And I've really tried to build a foundation on uh, masculinity of, of, of values of ethics of these things that I've, I've come up with, not anyone else is teaching me. Cause that's what I think a lot of the time, sometimes we don't, give ourselves enough credit to coming up with our own ideas, our own philosophies, our own theories. And so we start to just run other people's lives, you know? And so that's, that's kind of like my journey, I would say through everything until we're here now, right in front of you, my friend. 
dude <laughs> a, a fucking amazing man amazing um appreciate that yeah a couple things there i can definitely like from when you know i'd, I'd seen you out at, at events or, or videos there's definitely more like it was it felt like more like and i i don't mean this in a condescending oh, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like like playboy carefree tony starkey kind of like just yeah, like fun. a fun dude and now <laughs> there's definitely a lot more like grounded leader you know yes moving things forward not just for you but like for others and there's that vibe mm. and it's it's fucking cool man um i appreciate that i appreciate that a lot <laughs> yeah dude one of the mm. one of the things you talked about was like you said how did you worry it was, it was something like you know pe- people wonder like like you know I- i'm different or or i don't know if mm. i could be like that mm. i'd love for you to touch on that because i think that's something that i've definitely seen in myself and also other people mm. where it's like when we're in this state of, of being super depressed, you know, it could be from a breakup, it could be just, it could be finances, whatever's kind of dragging us down. Yeah. We can start kind of rationalizing and having those thoughts of like that, you know, seeing guys like you or, or similar yeah. and just being like, I, mm-hmm. you know, that's not me. And, and we just, that, that, that feeling that like separation of like, I could never mm-hmm. do that just starts getting more and more dense and mm-hmm. stacked with like more excuses and rationalization. It's really fucking sad. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, why I really appreciate you sharing, you know, some of the really dark shit that you've gone through and have yeah, overcome because I think that really starts to chip away and break through those, those walls that we all have to varying degrees mm. where it's like, I don't think I could do that. I don't think I could be that, you know, happy or have this type of lifestyle when deep down, maybe that, that is what I want. So I'd love yeah, to talk about that, man. Just like, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think it's, um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I try to answer a lot of the podcasts that I do. I try to answer in a completely new way. So like a new, <laughs> new guest, new people could see. So the first, the first kind of way is like, you know, uh, ourself and an old theory that I, I used to always teach was, you know, back in the day, which was a collaboration versus competitive mind frame. Right. So when you're, when you're of course seeing someone you're, you're in competition with them. Right. Now each and every person has a different way that they, operate right so i so i teach so i teach a lot of guys right and so when i'm teaching them maybe like more of an esoteric topic um there might be you know they might see is like words use words like airy fairy and a bit more you know they're, they're not in touch with that sort of side or the you know the, the more the metaphysical side you know uh, manifestation meditation all that kind of thing you'll see him that that i'll teach them and i'll teach them in such a way that i'll start to become a boot camp instructor and i'll start to lecture them and i do 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 and that really works for them and so a lot of the time what's been come down through the generations is that someone might tell you like um you know, be in competition with everyone. Look at that guy. You can get that. You just got to like, you know, and, and someone that doesn't work from that mind frame sees that as more of a gap, right? Like, Mm -hmm. Oh fuck. And then they start to see like, then they start to look at how enormous much they've got to go through how many steps there is. And they see this, like kind of this disparity between where they are and where they want to be. Right. And then, and then they start to glorify and demi demify this person and and see it as like you know and for some people as we know that can work really well you know when they see someone a goal an aspiration it can really drive them mm. and they really want to understand they reverse engineer it. they, they you know though you, you we're talking more you know the engineers and stuff would see that and be like how the fuck do i reverse engineer this shit okay step one step two in a very logical mind frames right but someone that might not be in there that might be in a deeper darker place 
it, it, the mindsets that I had. So I was seeing the people that were saving me and, and they were, they were really good. They were amazing. They were, they were, were like that, that demigod, you know, they were people yeah. being able to captivate a room at the, at the, 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 the like walking into a room and I'm like, Oh my God. And so the frame that I had was, okay, if I, if I'm looking at these people and trying to be in competition with them and trying to be them, right. Then, you know, it's going to be a long fucking journey. I would, I would be with you being like, that's a fucking long journey. And so <clears throat> Gary V always talks about this idea called getting around the sun. He was talking about with uh, Sean Puff Daddy Coombs getting around the sun. And, and the idea was like, if someone wanted to get around P Diddy, right. They, the best option is to become like P Diddy's personal assistant, his coffee, his errand boy, his like anything like that. It sounds like the errand boy. Come on, boy, Belvedere, come on, do all this love. But to get around, it would just be the first step. Right. So yeah. I would look at it and be like, okay, well getting around the sun. So if these are the people that I want to be, or, you know, say someone looks up to me and wants to be I'm like, what is the first step? That's it. Right. Because again, <clears throat> when we're looking at step 15, it, it's like, have you ever got one of those Ikea things, had a look at the instruction manual, seen the back page and going, Oh fuck. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of shit in this. <laughs> you know, you're like, there's how many rivets, there's how many screws. And you're like, it's overwhelming. Right. Until you flip the page, you go to step one, you work through, okay, I've got two bags here. Um, you know, I've got, I've got this and you go to step one. You're like, okay, step one, you know, you get your body. So you label everything out. I know everyone does it. They put everything out. They put the numbers, they flip it up. Okay. There's the ones, there's the twos, there's the threes. Right. And it becomes a lot easier and you actually end up getting to your fucking destination, you know, eventually. Right. I love that. I don't know for me, I, I got this weird, like, I love doing Ikea furniture or like <laughs> furniture you have to put together yeah. because it's such a process to me. I come back from a woodworking background. So I love woodwork and like the steps you have to do. So for me, I was always new. Maybe this was, you know, something that I didn't know. It was the steps, right? Steps one, two, three, four. So I look back at this and I like, I see the guys that I look up to. I'm like, okay, what's the first step? Well, okay, I've got to get around them. How do I get around them? Well, I should do this. Okay, well, how do I do that? Well, I've got to get enough money up here to go do that. And then I wouldn't be scared of doing those things. I would literally go, that's my plan, right? And then I would just work my way to that plan. And then from that, then, then I would find another plan, another, another plan, another plan. A lot of times it did work out like that, where I would follow steps where one, two, three, four, in order to get to my goal. But then it was almost like an, a, an intrinsic thing. So this is going to be step two, where it's like, I had to convince myself that not only are they, they human, right? And so this is what it comes down to. When you experience a lot of these high status influences, these high status people, these celebrities, you realize that they're, when I say they're human, um, you guys go, a lot of people go, well, you know, I will say a lot of people go, yeah, yeah I know that. I know. I know. Yeah. Cool. Cool. But when I tell you they're human, I'm thinking of like when I'm at dinner with like Ty Lopez, right. And he drops his knife on the floor and has trouble picking it up. And I pick it up and give it to him. And then we have a discussion about where the best burger shop is in Los Angeles right? Nothing to do with like, but they're, they're, they're human. Right. Yeah. And so when I'm looking at this, I'm like, oh, okay. So they were almost in the same position looking up to someone else. Right. So they've done that journey already too. Right. So I'm like, okay, well, it's possible. It's, a, it's, a, it's not, it's not as if it, if it's impossible, right. Because people have been done it, you know, there's been, you know, uh, overnight successes that have taken 15 years, you know, so it's right, a little right. bit of time. So, so 
understanding that they're human, you know, is a big thing and they've done it. So you need to really either copy them or find out like, what are some strategies that you can do that, right? So now you can ever hear, everything's very logical that I'm saying. The, the third thing is that at least like the belief that you are or the belief that you are getting better, the belief that you're get, you are enough. And so what I used to do was just track my progress, right? In order to feel like you're getting better, if you progress, if you track progress, everything, you know that you're getting better because you actually have this written down. You're like, geez, my mindset was bad two months ago. Now it's a lot better. And you feel good about yourself. Like, okay, like I have improved. But people think like, oh, look, I'm the same. Per-. Like someone said the other day, like I'm the same. Per-. Like, okay, they put a movie on and they laughed at the same spot that wasn't funny about like 10 years before, right? And, um, and they were like, I haven't changed. And I'm like, no, you have. Like you have changed, like, you know, but when you're comparing for so long ago, you might not feel like you're, you're stagnant, which is the word. Um, and I was very lucky to have a word because I, I, an ex back in the day, she broke up with me and she used this word called stag- you're stagnating, you're, you're, you're stagnation. Wow. And so that's been a trigger word for me. You remember in Glenn, like a trigger word? Yeah, yeah that was yeah. me. I was just like, <gasps> stag. So I'm all like, you know, a lot of my whole process was like, can't stagnate, can't stagnate, work, 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 work. And don't get me wrong, guys, I've worked very fucking hard, yet I've worked like nothing. You know, I've been lazy. That's the comparison. Everything's a paradox. I've worked so hard. You've worked so hard, yet we ain't we haven't worked yes. shit yeah <laughs> and so that's the mindset you have to have on one side i just tweeted out something today it's like you have to balance in your mindset between being your harshest critic that kicks your ass and being the absolute biggest cheerleader of yourself at the same totally. time oh totally. it's just like it's so true because again no one's going to cheerleader for you except for you yet no one's also going to kick your ass except for you you know, so you need to balance that. A lot of people are their harshest critic without being their biggest cheerleader. Yeah, I, I think the people listening right now, they they're probably, you know, this isn't really the, the podcast for the narcissists who think they're fucking awesome and could probably benefit from more self-criticism. I think everybody mm. listening to, you know, some degree or another, they are struggling with the not being like not being their biggest fucking hype fan. You know, they have all these yeah. things that maybe they, they know they want to do, but they are just fucking shattered inside um a few things you you said that i think were really really good so number one finding somebody and this is something that i've seen like like the rc guys and for those of you who don't know what that is it's just it was a company that was around teaching people how to become better socially and now they branched into various different areas of self-development and trauma it's really fucking cool company all the people i've like interviewed and seen and talked to that's been a pattern of them finding somebody who they mm. wanted to be more like, wanted to embody some of these qualities that they have, be it communication, be it feeling really, you know, if you look at the spiritual side of things, feeling very at ease in their own body, with their own thoughts mm. and emotions. And so just kind of unpacking some of the points that you said there, and just so everybody can have like yeah, a yeah. clear, concise list. Number one, find somebody, find you know, mentor, if you hear that word too much, it could be really fucking overplayed. Like, like, you know, <laughs> feel your feelings or the universe. Like there's been a lot of that shit. So if that doesn't resonate, pick something else, but find somebody who emotionally is, is who you want to be and start mm. modeling them, you know, buy their products, watch their video. If you don't have any money, watch their videos, you know, follow mm. Sam. That's, that's easy. You know, no, no <laughs> money costs there. Just a little bit of a time investment and fuck, yeah, exactly. we, we have that. So find somebody 
to start to embody them, try to get around them, which I think is fucking huge, by the way. I've, I've taken some mm. mentoring uh, with Sam and, and many other different people simply like, yeah, for some how-to stuff, that's always nice. But a lot of it's just to be around the vibe, you know, yeah, you can, of course. if you're super introverted, that's like the dream. Go get a fucking coach. If you don't know how to make friends, have somebody who is really like in a, in a good place emotionally that you yes. just talk with, you know, once a couple of weeks or a month or whatever. So you can kind of have a little bit of that exposure to like, oh, this is what it feels like to, to be healthy. This is what it feels like to feel, you know, uh, uh, good ab about myself, to, to have some confidence. Because mm -hmm. if you're just in your own fucking head and you have this like negative uh, uh, feedback loop that you're just continually giving yourself, it's hard to connect with that. And then you start, like we were talking about earlier, building these, these walls of like, I, I can't do that. Like that, that's so outside the realm. <laughs> And that leads to the, the, another thing that you brought up, which is, you know, humanize these, these celebrities or other people that mm. they're just like you, like yeah. literally. And oh. if anything, they, they had mentors, maybe they had some experiences that kind of helped them that it, they embraced so that they could get to a good place emotionally so that they could start unlocking more of their creativity to start mm. making money with whatever it is. It could be music, could be fucking woodworking, could be helping people, could be painting, whatever um definitely but, so i love that you said that uh another thing you mentioned that was really good um oh breaking it down a little steps you know it's easy to yeah. like oh, dude it's so fucking easy to 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 start like if you think about 10 years ago let's say and, yeah. and, and me and me as well like where we were and like where we wanted to be it just seems ridiculously difficult and hard and that there's so much to fucking accomplish but mm -hmm. I love that you said just like, what's the first step, you know, yeah. don't, don't like, it's, it's nice to have these goals, these big things like, okay, I want to be doing this. I want to be speaking you know, in front of thousands of people, or I want to have my own business or I want to open up my own fucking coffee shop. But it's mm -hmm. like, it, it's easy for that. If it's so big and it's all these fucking steps for it to backfire and, and you become self-defeated and just be like, Oh, I, I can't do oh, it. 100%. Or you get I, mad I, and burn exactly. yourself out. <laughs> I always use the analogy, like imagine if you're in Los Angeles, right? And you're going to travel to Arizona. I heard this from like uh, Esther Hicks, actually. She's, you know, um, Abraham. And I changed it a little bit. Imagine you're, you got to go from LA to, to um, Arizona, right? And, uh, you know, the first level is that you've got to walk there. How do you feel about that? As a long, <laughs> yeah, I don't think, like you, you'd be like, I'd probably fucking die. Yeah. Like, I don't think I can make that, right? Okay. And then I'm like, okay, well, so, so that, that's pretty daunting. I was like, what about if I put you in a car, how would you feel about that? And you're like, that's still, that's still, still, that's fair, but it's still pretty fucking long way. Right. Right. What if I like put you in a plane? How would you feel about that? And you're like, well, yeah. And that, that's a lot of the time when Gary said, get around the sun, get around people that have already got what you have already have exactly what you have. And you just got to figure a way to get around these people so you can learn how they did it, right? Because that's why mentorship's great. That's why even just other people, like, you know, there'd be some local guy, like, you know, I met a lot of people at the golf course and these guys are like super rich and they got like weird ways about them. But, you know, you just have a conversation with them, you know, give some, you know, give positive emotions and positive laughter and they'll tell you anything you need to know, you know? Uh, you know, like I learned tax breaks, I learned this and like that. Like I wasn't even having a business and I learned this stuff on the golf course, you know? And uh, it was just because they would give it to you and you're like, a mentor can be in, in the shape form of anyone, you know? And so, so 
I think a lot of the time too, you know, a lot of my mentors now are, are a little bit older than me. Um, uh, this is just me. When I first started, I was miles older, you know what I mean? Right, right. But when I'm getting to, toward, you know, like when I was in 19, they were in their 20, late 20s, 28, 29, 30. Now they're in their late 40s. I'm 28. And so I'm like, oh, okay, I understand. Like some of these people look up to you and some people like they want in your life. And then you realize that, you know, life is super fucking short and super long at the same time. Right. So, um, we have no patience at all this world, no patience because as a kid, remember, like you always wanted to do is grow up, right? That's all you wanted to do. Grow up, grow up, grow up. And now you've grown up and you're like, holy fuck, just slow down. Just relax. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like it's right now it's 2022. We're going to look back at 2023, 2024, 2025. Look at this. Right. And, um, and, and be like, yeah, this shit's quick. You know what I mean? Like it's already fucking May, you know, this year just started. Like, I was like, well, how did six months go like that? You know, it's crazy. And so it, it just flies by. So like, you know, your time is valuable yet, you know, understand how long it is, how long the journey is, you know? So, you know, it's like, it's like two things that I love because it's, it's so funny, man. Like how, how wrapped up we get in this idea that like, we want things now, now, now. Cause it's like, and that's what I think social media did. It, it allowed us to be like, we want everything now. Right. Yeah. It's like, people like want that damn Blazer in lifetime. I was like, yo, I'm like, you do know he's been doing this for like 20 years. You do know that, right? Like he's been that guy for 20 years. Like you're 20 for as long as you've been born, <laughs> he's been doing this, right? Yeah, yeah. And you're saying you want this in like five months. And I'm like, yeah, bro. Like let's, let's and, get some And you're feeling goals. like shit because <laughs> six months later, it's not, you know, all this yeah, cash is going in, all this shit's happening. Yeah, I'm like, what if I told you, yeah, bro, like I can do that for you. It'll just be 20 years. You'd be like, well, fuck no, I won't do that. You know, so it's like, you know, so it, it's funny. I sometimes like to test people and give them like the wrong time frame, just see how they react, just see if they like freak out or not. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you want to be my client? It's going to be 10 years. What? What? Yeah, you, 10, what 10 the years. Fuck? Dude, but I if love you, it. Yeah, go on, go on, go on. Uh, just what you're saying about, like i think that's a good topic to shift into of enjoying uh the process because i think it's so easy to when you're in a such a down place to buy into the thought that you know if and don't get me wrong these things are nice but if i just have you know a bunch more money if i just have sex with a really attractive person if i just get uh you know, if, if people just for me, right. If, if I get enough people uh, playing on stage, giving me validation when I'm singing and stuff, or maybe yep. for somebody listening, I'm, I'm at a party or, or maybe a guy, cause I have a lot of female listeners, mm. it, you know, I want, just want this guy to, to pay attention to me, just to like me, to like notice me, you know, or this coworker, it's mm. like buying into these external things. And this is very like cliche, right? Like external stuff making us happy, but I'd love for you to talk about how important it is to, to A, be aware of your own emotional state and B, mm-hmm. to like actively be fucking grooming yourself. Like, what are the things you do? Maybe if you're comfortable sharing, like what are the things yeah, for you sure, do for sure. to keep yourself in a good, in a good mood? Yeah. Like I, 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 I'll give two things. All right. So you probably, you know, this will be a great analogy. I just lost someone very close to me about two weeks ago, like super close to me. Right. And last week I lost my TikTok that I've been working on for about four years. Gone. Right. And so this is very interesting because it's like you got two polar opposites, right? I don't know, like you you're losing your TikTok. You can't grief because someone that pra- practically right. raised me, I lost. And I'm like, 
oh man, this is, you know, your emotions are everywhere, right? And so it comes back to two things. So there's a three parts to this one, right? So first of all, when you're talking about trusting the process, there's two ways, the paradox of life, which is trust the process, which is, you know, always like, you've got time. Trust me, you got time. Like Gary says, you got time, man. How old are you? 23? You got time, man. You know, but then again, you still need the fucking result because you want the result, right? So people can be like, trust the process, trust the process. And then it's like, there's no result ever. You know, that, that's their fallback. So that's the balance of the two. Now, that's the balance in that one because I love that. I love putting that one in because there has got to be a balance because if you don't see results, you're like, trust the process, trust the process, trust the process, trust the process. You're like, where the fuck is this result, man? <laughs> And you're like, you know, like anything, it's like, it's like in the gym. Imagine you get to work out seven days a week, all like workout, 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 and then nothing happened. You'd be like, damn, it sucks. Anyways, kind of the emotional control. So in terms of like that, I just did a big thing on my, on my, um, in my group actually about this, when this happened, I, I literally in my group the day after was like on my calls and they were like, are you sure, man? Like, do you want to come on? And I was like, yeah, I actually have to be on. I have to tell you this It's like spur of the moment. So I'm like, I'm like, it's like, I was giving consulting lessons to my, to my clients more than my own family it was like grieving and stuff. I was like, oh man, it just got my mind off it, which is good. But what, what I did was like, I understood like you, as weird as this sounds, I, I know that you have to go through a lot of shit. Right. And so like you, you literally do. Right. And so when you understand the ideas of like motivation, you understand the ideas of change, you understand all the ideas is that the law of duality is like at place between both, right? So you can't have good without bad. You can't have bad without good. You can't have evil without, you know, all, all you know, the balance. You can't have light without heavy. You can't have light without dark, dark without light, you know? So I knew like, as soon as those two things um, happened, I knew that there's some, there's some good stuff on my way already. Like, you know, it's like the balance, you know? Yeah. So it's like a pen, it's like a pendulum, right? Actually, actually got a pendulum over here specifically for this point. A pendulum can't stay at one point when the weight is free flowing right so when there's all this bad stuff happens it's very easy to get trapped to bog down and, and think about you know negative experiences this that and even when i say like these things and the pendulum's going to swing it's like you feel good in the moment you feel great but you know when you're at home when you're alone you you know it's like eight o'clock at night you know you might have lost someone you, might, you know anything like that it sucks it really does right and the idea is just cat. It, it for me was always just catching myself a little bit in that process, learn to train myself to be like, I, I identify when uh, emotionally I was getting a little, you know, yeah. a bit up, upheaval. You know, somebody asked me, asked me the other day, lost my TikTok. They said, was it even worth it? They said that to me, you know, I'd grew it up. I'd, I'd made a thing. I grew it. I loved that thing. I spent, I spent like thousands of hours on that thing. And then I lost it. And they said, was it even worth it? And triggered, it triggered the fuck out of me. And like when we're like ah, and then like I literally came here, like you know we're we're boys. I, I can he can go off of me. I can go to him. Obviously, I wouldn't do it yeah. in public. But I thought straight away. I was like, hang on, what what was that? Why was that emotion there? Right. Boom. And I thought, and then I realized he was exactly correct. I was like, what ROI was that even bringing in compared to the other things that were bringing in? And then I realized, oh, it actually wasn't. And so then I realized like, holy shit, like this whole process was like completely different. So there's a thing we do called fear neutralization, right? So it's this idea that if you have a traumatic event that happens to you, when it starts to become, you know, starts to go in the distance and it's still a trauma, it becomes a pain body, right? And so if you're constantly uh, re-looping it in the, in the past, it's anxiety. So people get anxiety. So it's a trauma, it's being looped. Um, if it's something that's kind of like either upcoming, you know what I mean? Another trauma. So say like they... Uh, uh, you know, like a buddy of mine, right? A buddy of mine back in the day got bitten by a shark, right? Wow. And 
yeah, bitten the shark, broke his leg, tore a bunch of his so and back in the day, I say a school friend. Anyways, he was back in the surf, like literally like I don't know, a month later. And we asked, everyone was like, why, 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 why? And it was simply because he needed to get that loop out mm. of his mind, right? And so that was his thing. If he's constantly worried about getting back in the water, when when the when the mind is looking at a, a pain body that happened to you that is in the future, it's fear. So you're fearing that whole fucking thing. Right? So in the past, it's anxiety. Future is fear. And so what you got to do is get that event to at least a neutral position, right? So you're looking at it. So with the breakup, it's very easy to be like, blame that girl, this, that, she did this, she did that. Like, so first of all, you read Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willing. You know, you read that book. You understand what extreme ownership is of taking responsibility of all the single things that happen in your life so that you don't have an outside influence that dictates what goes on. So if like, say, you know, say if you got cheated on, it's like blame that, other blame, 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 blame. You learn nothing from that experience, right? So if you took it on board and be like, okay, what did I do? And even if you did absolutely nothing, you take the control away from that other person. So when you take extreme ownership um, in, in these experiences, like, you know, uh, the person that died, you know, the TikTok and stuff like that, I understood that. I was like, okay, well, there's some something at play here, right? There's something. And so when I took it, it was like, it's all my fault. And I don't take its fault as it lowers my confidence. I just take it as it's my responsibility to change how I feel about it. That's my responsibility. So I do that and I'm like, okay, well, what are the results that can come from it? You know? So when I look back at my, my, the girl that, you know, literally carved my path into social skills and carved my path into social dating and all that sort of stuff there, I I understood that. I was like, okay, well, that was a a catalytic, I call it catalytic moment, which was a catalyst, which deviated my life. So I look at this moment, I go, okay, what are all the good things that happened from it? So if something in your past that happened, let's just say, I don't know, you know, something bad happened when you were a kid, right? You look at it and go, okay, what were the things that I learned from this experience? What what did I learn, right? And you're not trying to get to where you feel good because everyone's like, you got to feel good about your trip. Like, no, 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 no. That shit is so far away from you that you just need to feel okay about it. That is it. That is good enough for us. Accept it. Yeah, like, you know, and so, so what that might be, you know, so it's like, okay, what did I learn? What did I learn? What did I learn? What did I learn? And, and you just keep scaling it up. And then you realize you get to a point you're like, you know what? I still don't feel good about it, but I feel a little better about it because I learned all these other things I wouldn't have. That is all you need to get to so you can start running this new loop, right? So when someone brings it up or something comes up, it's it's not replaying the old loop of like blame, 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 blame. It's the loop of like, what did I, what, what, what came from it, right? So this is very hard and becomes very controversial when you're getting into really deep topics, right? Yeah. But, you know, when I've worked with a few clients and stuff, they've definitely seen an improvement where if it's a, I'm talking bad, bad, I won't say nothing about bad, bad stuff. It's like, um, you know, it's very hard to see it, right? Until you really get level and then you're like, okay, boom, boom, boom. And you start to stack it. You start slow because it's not going to be, it's not going to be fun. Start stacking. And then you get to a point where you're like, you know what? Like I actually wouldn't have been there or there or here or there without that. So you're like, okay, well, you know, at least I can have that to fall back on that little glimmer of, as you said, acceptance. So that's really what I do. It's a fear neutralization technique, I think, or anxiety neutralization. Dude, yeah. Exciting, exciting fucking shit, man. Um, I'm sorry that, that you lost somebody. It, it happens. Unfortunately, we can never, it's inevitable for all of us, you know, but again, you know, this is a physical reality where we're playing through energy, you know, a non-physical entity in a physical body. So again, that no one's ever lost. No one's ever gone. You know, they're only just gone physically, you know? So I think that's the, that's the best ex- explanation of it from, from my, my perspective, you know, for sure. 
yeah i just i just want to honor that for a moment i feel like i appreciate a lot it, of, uh, i watch a lot of podcasts and, and not necessarily self-development you know it could be like anyway. like uh yeah yeah theo vaughn bobby lee for mm. the comedy stuff uh hot ones and whenever stuff like that comes up i feel like it's just very like like everybody gets uncomfortable and they brush it on the rug but mm-hmm. it's like you said it's, it's a part of life um oh 100 yeah i'm an open book i will I said I always will be an open book now. It's the best way to live. So you know everything about me, my flaws, my pros, my cons. <laughs> Fucking A, man. You said some really, really good shit, dude. Uh, what, one thing that I, I, I wonder if everybody listening, you guys caught it when he said, uh, you know, he got triggered because they said, you know, what was it all? Was it all worth it? Right. Yeah. Like, or, or what was the, well, you know, I, I don't know if I said that correctly, but if you noticed what Sam did, like, yes, he had that emotional response, but then either in the moment or very soon afterwards, he asked himself, you know, where is this coming from? And I think that element is fucking colossal. Mm. Uh, You know, I got pissed off shortly before the, we actually started this this podcast. And then I wrote some (laughs) of these thoughts and emotions down because I'm like, if if you don't, Be it anger or it could be because that's, you know, one type of trigger. It could also be like shutting down. If, if you don't catch and ask yourself, you know, and t- as you said, take extreme ownership, it doesn't, mm. it doesn't matter. Like, this is why I fucking love, it, it can get kind of carried away with the, with the spiritual shit for sure. And you can kind of, as you alluded to earlier, spiral into this, not getting anything done and it yeah. being its own <laughs> reinforcing kind of delusional thing. But one thing I love about it is see everything that triggers you as Mm. a fucking gift and take Mm. ownership. Like this is for me. I don't, you don't have to like it. That's not what I'm saying. Like it fucking sucks. You know, that breakup fucking sucks. But it's like, if we take ownership and go, you know, this happened, this happened for me at the very least, just so I could trigger the shit up, bring it up so I could start to Mm. fucking let it go. I think if we start to, to you know look at it in that way because i I know i remember like being you know having way more trauma than i do now unprocessed and it's like when that's when you're just triggered it's like you're just in the emotion you know Mm. and it you're not really taking this uh this 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 self-examinatory analytical kind of approach you're just kind (laughs) of in it and you're like i don't fucking feel Mm. i'm mad or i just uh but I think if we start to flip on that switch of like curiosity, like where is this mm. coming from? You know, what is this? What could this maybe be related to? Uh, how, as you said, how is this serving me? How is this helping? Me? You know, yeah, definitely. I think it's very, very powerful, and I think that's it's something that's kind of like subtle and maybe even simple, but yeah, very subtle. Yeah, I get you. I get you. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's so subtle that it actually is. Well, it's, it's hard. Like if you're not told, if you're not because you're so emotional you can't think of logical things you go like oh i remember that podcast i said that like you're already in your fucking emotions you know your reptilian brain is like yeah. taking over so either your reptilian brain shutting down your reptilian brain is taking over and you're just like seeing red or you see emotions you like that very interesting sort of when you get into that but um yeah that that's the that's the funny thing because like any sort of the like the, that trauma i had i had a point before but it doesn't matter it's probably something, but any sort of trauma that you, that you've probably experienced or I've probably experienced or anyone. Um, yes. That silver, you try to see a silver lining behind it, just some sort of silver lining that might, you know, just a glimmer, because again, it's that balance. That's what I was going to talk about. It's like the balance in life with the aggression. 
it's great when you when you don't when you try not to sit with an idea you let it go it always comes back like that pendulum the idea was like when people get triggered right that that it's a real funny thing especially so i'll, I'll go on the men and i'll go on the women later the, for the men um you, when you're sitting more in your masculine essence right i was shutting down my whole my anger my yeah out, my, i was shutting down all of that right because i'm like okay i hear this i hear you and you and we've got the best intentions but they're like okay well like i can't be like that i shouldn't be triggered and then i realized i'm like yeah I, I absolutely should be triggered i absolutely should be this and this is for half the population because the other <laughs> half give me, give me a second right so so but you know they they go and they they say like okay well you know, like they get triggered, like I did an emotional response. And that emotional response comes from, from a reactive nature. And the reactiveness is coming from almost like an emotional essence or like, you know, I, I talk about it, like it wasn't a logical, masculine, well thought out response. It was more of a skittish, very reactive, very kind of, um, okay. Like this is what I talk about it, right? It, it, for the, for the, for, it was too emotional and we know femininity and I'm not saying feminine, I'm not saying women, I'm right. saying femininity creates chaos. Right. And what people do is they sit in the chaos. They sit in the femininity with inside themselves. Like, Oh my fucking God. Like they just rage. Right. Where if you know anything, especially with the men, I'll go to the women in a second that they can still have that negative response, that, that anger and stuff like that. But when it's methodically brought out for me, I was always a repression of anger, a repression of, Thing. And I realized that within me, it was a, it was a, a feminine ascent within me, right? Where I would either get triggered, I would shut down and I would not get angry. And I was like, why am I like that? I've told not to be angry. And I was like, well, you know, we were experiencing this anger. We're experiencing these things. And one half of all men just get triggered all of the time and they need to chill the fuck out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> chill the fuck out man the other <laughs> half are like me that just right. don't let anything and it's like okay well you're feeling something and then this is where you're feeling but you're feeling something a little let that something out the aggression you know what i mean and so for me um it was but when it's in reaction to something it's chaos right which is which is the 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 chaoticness the i call it feminine i don't mean femininity is chaotic but when it right. is in men when femininity is in men it's chaos and it's very reactive and i don't like it because it creates very bad problematic things yeah. you know where where if you sit in more masculine now with the women again with them when that, i don't well, sometimes they have, you have some, you know, some Latinas or something like that. They're pretty crazy. You know what I mean? They're very trigger fiery. You know, they're very reactive, but a lot of the girls would be very much what I was saying is that they don't show that anger. Right. They don't show those. And, 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 um, you know, with, 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 they need to embrace that femininity. They're trying to masculinely hide it, you know, like, like stoicness. And I'm like, mm -hmm. You know, it's very interesting with the with the energetic dynamics within men and women. Men need to stay in their masculine. Women need to stay in their feminine. And when the when the energies collide, that's where you see this kind of this interesting vibe between all the characteristics, right? And especially with aggression, because you know, again, masculinity is looked down upon. You know, which is which is a crazy thing at this world because it's one of the most beautiful things. So is femininity. It's looked down upon, and I'm like, man, this is so crazy. And if people knew, especially with their you know, when, when we, you know, I'll bring it back, I'll, I'll loop it in. I love looping it in with codependency and stuff like that. 
a lot of the time, a lot of my relationships was I started as a masculine essence. I had a feminine essence with me. And then over time, there was a quite a, 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 like a depolarization of energy. And so basically I became the feminine. I became the reactive one. I became the quote unquote angry one or the, the you know, the reactive one in the, the emotional one. And then the girl became the more masculine. And that's something that I've dealt with. And I've, and I've cut, nipped that in the butt, you know, pretty quickly. But I understood that that a lot of the codependencies was based on my codependency was based on this idea of that I wasn't embracing my masculinity. I wasn't embracing my my true nature. And so when I would, I would be fighting it and I would fall into this feminine frame and then the girl would have to step up and step the, max, mas, the masculine. But it's yeah. very interesting in today's society. I would like to get your thoughts on it, especially with codependency, you know, you know, the 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 wanting validation from your partner, especially, or anyone that you're, you're seeing or anyone that you're kind of like vibing with your energies that you're playing, especially with the intersexual dynamics, men and women love to get your thoughts on it. Yeah, dude. Um, see few, few different things. Uh, one, I, I love that you said, you know, feeling the anger because I can relate to that massively. Just now, uh, and I made some TikToks talking about it earlier yeah. after I processed some of the shit I was feeling. <laughs> Love uh, it. For most of my life, I spent, you know, my go-to whenever some shit would happen where someone would either disrespect me, you know, violate a boundary, mm. I would just shut down and get quiet yeah. and kind of just take it. And that's repression, suppression. And mm. now it feels so, you know, good to like get angry about shit. And not that I'm mm. like, you know, fucking assaulting people. And, and yeah. <laughs> I think that's when we don't, Feel the anger that that kind of that's what it turns into and it, it, it bottles up yeah 100 yeah, right, yeah, right it evolves into what you were talking about it's like that that feminine energy which is what it is very reactive starts to um build up because it's suppressed and it's not being able to be felt and i think as we like the the what are they called the like the wounded masculine and there's another word the, the awakened yep. ma- masculine right it's like mm. the pinnacle of masculine energy is like to feel but not get swept up in it to, to let it sure. be kind of absorb it, you know, accept mm. it and then kind of transcend it into a very healthy direction, positive direction, mm. feeling good. Um, but to, to, you know, your, your question of like relating to codependency and, and kind of these dynamics for me, uh, I just started kind of seeing somebody and this pattern I noticed in myself is, you know, as I'm, I'm processing this shit and focusing on, you know, that's one element of it, focusing on, you know, building out a, a life that, that is, is adding, you know, to me emotionally mm. and supporting me emotionally. Yep. I'm having fun. So I'm not as reliant on trying to seek positive reactions from people because I'm having a good time in my body. It's like I'm less course, dependent. Yeah. It's, it's seeing as a, kind of like a drug. So the yep. more I do that, the, I don't mean higher quality in terms of like people are better than other people. It's just like where you're at in your journey. So I'll attract people who are more resonant and they are usually much more attractive uh, <laughs> in yeah. all degrees, not just physical. Yeah. Yeah, of course, of course. yeah. And it's awesome, but then mm. it's like uh, a different kind of challenge point where I'll start to at times feel that that wanting, you know, because it's like a healthier energy, but that means it's also mm. more potent, it's more vibrant. Yeah. So it's easier to kind of get pulled into that. But yeah. it's but it's beautiful. Like back to the, the pendulum you're talking about. It's like, yeah, it becomes it's like kind of this nonstop challenge of of seeing and dating these other people, but at the same time, it also allows me the opportunity to, you know, mm. as I kind of move into that, I'm wanting more validation. I'm sensing that, picking up on that. And then it's like, mm. cool. Now I can double down even more on 
having fun in my life or, yeah. or, or, or looking at why I'm feeling this shit, processing this shit. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, our chemistry and relationship is just fucking awesome. So mm. I think, you know, I think it's just dangerous to, to not, as you said, take ownership and to look at these things. Uh, and when I say dangerous, I mean, it can lead to some really self-destructive patterns. Like, uh, you know, you, you touched on like, call, there'll be a breakup and then the guy will be like, oh, she was such a slut. Yeah, fuck that bitch. It's like, mm. dude, you're only saying that because this feminine energy within is like this chaotic fucking storm and you're not letting mm. yourself feel what the fuck just happened and transpired. The gift... I know we don't have to like it, but the gift she gave you in stirring up all these emotions or breaking up with you and, and stirring up these emotions to then feel that shit so that mm. you are not then calling her a bitch. You, you're totally entitled to say, Hey, I didn't like that experience, but you know, it, it's teaching me some shit. It's helping me evolve. It's helping me process some, some yeah. things. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Cause it's like, yo, you were with this person. Like, by you saying that is doing more detriment to you. Yeah. Like, that's why I hate when people talk about, about their ex. I'm like, you know, that speaks more work. Like, that, that's worse about you, bro. Like, I'm th literally thinking worse about you. Because, like, you, okay, we don't get to choose our parents. You get to choose the person you spend your time with, right? And you're saying that you're not only such a bad choice of character, right? That even after you chose worse <laughs> and it's your fault, you're now ragging yeah. on the other girl or the other whatever, you know, your partner. Um, same with the girls. Same thing. I, I hold them both. Six, I'm like, yep, yep. yo, I'm just like, you, that's you. You choose bad. Like, you know, I'm like, like it's like, get better at choosing. <laughs> that, yeah, and I, and everybody's a gift dude everybody's a gift you know yeah i'm like Whatever you learn something is. as you said with that with that you learn you learn something now that's definitely that's definitely key especially with like i do do this little thing. i don't know if it's like bad or i just do it but basically when i know that it, you know if i can give people the validation they want right i know that they'll start to like me right that's very right. simple right so you know, now that you know this, you know that people, you know, the majority of the people are codependent on each other. I don't even, yeah. if you have to look at it, go to a shopping mall, you'll see it. <laughs> when yeah. the guy can't even buy a shirt or shoes without calling his wife for like consulting oh. and stuff. And you're like, oh man, I'm like, like, I used to work back in the day in a suit shop, right? The guys used to come in and buy a suit. The, like I'm, I'm buying a suit is pretty fucking masculine, right? And the man can't even make a decision. And his wife's got to be there and his wife's doing all this. And then he's like, I want this, but she's like, no, you should get that. And I'm like, man, I'm like, anyways, I had this one story and the guy went to war and he was just like, he was like a, a vet and he was fucking, he was, I was like, this man was one of the most masculine men in the world. And now look at him. I'm like, Oh God, I, I'm like, it, it drives me insane. But anyways, going back to it with, uh, especially with these high, you know, we get on the topic of a more, more social circle and high value. You know, one of the, one of the things I do is like, I understand these people have like a, uh, everyone has a lack of like quality friendships nowadays. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when I can make them feel good, when I can make them feel validated, when I can make them in such a way that I'm not fucking kissing their ass. Right. When I right. can make them that I have the respect, I have this and I'm doing this so that the dynamic is really at play. Because when I say that people are like, all right, I'm just going to fucking tell everyone how amazing they are. I'm like, I've seen people like that too. And they're fucking, they're weird. Right. <laughs> right? So you got to do it in such a way where you're giving validation to them. So, you know, I'll give you another one. 
one of the topics that I do, one of the things that I do is, and, and I got, I get slack for it. It's funny when you think persuasion and manipulation are so closely linked. It's so funny. Anyways, when someone tells you their job, I thought of this, I thought of it and I, and I saw something online, which was very similar to it. When someone tells you their job, you, the line that you can say back is like, man, you know, a lot of people don't know how hard and whatever their job is really I, I, is. I, I saw this very video. Yeah, yes. yeah. And then their eyes will light up. You go and test that thing. These people were just like, oh, they'll like literally light up and love you because it's like, it actually f- like feeding into their soul, feeding into their validation that yeah. they want. Right. And so you do this and they, they love you. So it can become, you can use this for your advantage. And when I say advantage, I mean that if you know social dynamics, you know, not, it's not playing people. You just know social dynamics, right? You just know that people are starving and craving for love and attention. And so when you can give them any bit of you, that is that they will uh, they will latch onto that right very very quickly. So you know, so I look at this, I'm like, okay, well, you know, now that you know that, you know, you can use that. But everyone comes in manipulation, this that, but it's just like, man, it's just it's just you understand social skills, you understand social dynamics, yeah. you understand the 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 dynamics that are at play between two individuals. Um, you know, you know, one of them, one of them is you understanding, you know, codependency and understanding that people just want to be loved, want to be cherished, want to be accepted. And when you can make them feel like that, whew, what you think they're not going to want to be around you? Fuck. Right. They're going to be one around you. <laughs> Dude. That's like one of the fucking things I loved about, uh, uh, Owen. And for those listening, that's one of the guys who, who founded, uh, the company we mentioned earlier, our state, mm. I, my favorite videos of his, like all, most of them great but yeah. my favorite fucking videos where he was just like clowning and having fun and yeah. it's like like there, there's a lot of people you know who or whatever portion of the population who you'll hear his conversations like this and they're like you're manipulating people you're taking advantage of people yeah, oh my god it's so insidious so so manipulative and evil but it's like if we're coming from this paradigm of like look i'm not doing all this with the end game of like trying to take something from you I'm doing this with the end game of I want to have more fun in my life. And that yeah. if you're around me and you happen to be whatever it is, I could be buying, you know, earlier I was buying some fucking seltzer water at the at the gas station. And I was just making conversation with the girl who was working there. And we kind of shared a laugh. And we were talking about how, you know, you uh, it's so much better working at a at a gas station in in a small town, which is what this is, it's like yep. fucking 200 people, versus in the city. Cause in the city you got like the most depraved fucking people at times can enter the door, but you can only be so creepy and weird in a small town because you fucking yeah. live there. if you live there, if you live there, if you're visiting, yeah. it's but if you live there, it's like, you got to keep your shit in check. We shared a laugh. It's like, I'm not, I didn't want something from her. It was like, mm. I just want to have fun. It. Right. Yeah. A shared experience. So mm. I think that like that mentality is, is super powerful, dude. And it's like, Oh, hundred percent fucking magic. And like, that's like, that's it. That's the whole, that's the whole game. The, the whole the, yeah, the, the, uh, the, 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 um, you know, you just make yourself laugh. You're going to make everyone else laugh and stuff like that. So a lot of my, a lot of my game back in the day, I say I've changed. I'm still the same larrikin I was before. I'm still the same person. It's like an Aussie spirit, right? So it's still like fun, 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 as much fun as possible. You just got to enjoy yourself. Enjoy this fucking moment. Like, fuck man. Like, you know, economy's collapsing, war, this, that. Sometimes <laughs> just laugh at this shit, bro. And just be like, man, this is, this is, I don't know what level of the fucking matrix game I'm playing right now, but this shit's hilarious. Cause like so much shit's happening. Obviously people are dying. It's not a funny matter. Right, I know right, that, right. but, but come on. Like you gotta, you gotta really think like, what's what's fucking going on right now you know and just Madness. have some fun with it you know so we have this like a one of things you know i go out to any place i go out to anyone it's just like 
how can I make this as much fun as possible? How can I let go? How can I just have fun and just get out of my fucking head and stop worrying what people are thinking of me? And then that's that's what holds them back. You know, half the people, it's just like, they, they, they just worry what other people are going to think of them. And these are the people that they'll never fucking see again. And if you're in a small town, well, you just start being that and people will eventually accept you for who you right, are right. like that. You know, so it's like, especially if it's like, I always do it with a degree of like, you know, you got to be relatable in your stuff. You can't be just, you know, like, okay, I'll give you the, like, people don't know what relatability is. Okay. You got two old people in front of you. Don't make old people jokes in front of behind them. You know, like that's probably the degree of being a bit more relatable and understanding the fucking situation and probably not doing that. But then right. again, if you incorporate them, they'll probably make the same fucking joke too. You know? So cool. if you, if you come, come from the collaborative frame rather than competition, like competitive, you know, so this, this whole game is so fun, man. It's, it's, it's a yeah. fun game to play. Totally dude. And I think, you know, I love that you mentioned that because kind of getting a little bit more nuanced. It's like I've, and still today, like there's times where there'll be in a situation like that, but I feel very like awkward or something. And, yeah. but I want to make the joke, but I'm like, I don't think it's a good, not, not yet, not now, maybe in the future. And I think there's a difference in the background, like of our life, like to be working on this shit, making this shit a priority. I think, you know, cause someone might hear that and they're like, uh, I, I can't, you know, I'm, I'm fucking scared just to talk to anybody. Like I can't just yeah. do, like make the jokes and stuff. I think you gradually, and I'm totally sure you can only do this. Yeah. You work your way up to those kind of situations where of you course, make yeah. the joke and it's like, it's because you're having so much fun in your body and you're having so much fun in your life and you're, you're actively like, you know, you golf, you find other things that you like that are your passions and hobbies mm. that nurture you and fill your emotional cup. So that when you are in the situations, you're not being like fucking pulled into other people's uh, emotional gravity. And yeah, you then and it's such a great feeling to then be in that position. A, yes, not like then chasing them, but then B, to feel good. And then to go, what you have a great idea of like, oh, this would be hilarious. And then it just spikes the situation for both of you. Man, is that the ice cream truck? Fuck, man. I want ice cream now. (laughs) We have, this fucking, <laughs> we have this fucking clock in here that like every hour plays a, a random fucking jingle. I thought it was the ice cream, man. I was like, fuck, <laughs> man, I'm going to double chocked up. Taking me back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's, there's refreshed memories. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, fucking running. Mr. Ice Cream Man, don't go. <laughs> Dude, oh, I, man. I, yeah. I, I want to be uh, respectful of your time. I just want to get. Like, oh, I got one. plenty of time, bro. I got plenty of time. Don't worry. Groovy, groovy. Yeah. One thing that I really wanted to, to get your thoughts on are uh, so. A common theme that in myself and in the people I work with in my support group, and yeah. literally one person's actually struggling with this at the moment. So I think this would be super valuable. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, what happens when, and I'm sure this is more of a problem for you nowadays than, than mm-hmm. maybe it used to be. What happens when you're, you're seeing somebody, Yeah. but may, let's say you, you've done some work and you evolved mm-hmm. to a new level, or maybe you just are on different paths and the attraction, the chemistry is lost, and maybe you just want to be friends with that person, but you don't want to, and this is the key word here for a lot of people, you don't want to hurt them. How do you handle situations like that? Is, is, uh, <laughs> is, uh, let's put the fucking role on the other foot. She's with you. She doesn't want to break your heart. You, she knows she's not in, invested in the relationship. It's like, do you think this person wants their significant other to be not interested in them and just waste their time for fucking years? What's, what's worse? 
I don't know. You got you got to pick the worst one out of them both. Just second like fucking band aid at that point. It's like, yo, you're doing the biggest fucking disservice to that girl by being with mm. her, and like you're not even there. You're not even emotionally in the relationship. So there's like you're physically in the relationship. You're not even emotionally there, right? That's fucking mm. more detrimental to her than anything else that you could do, right? Right. So it's like, you know, what's the next thing? You stay with her. You're physically attracted to someone else. You end up, you might fuck around. You might get drunk. You might cheat on her. It's like. Man, it's like, you know, it's just a never anything. So if it's gone, it's gone. You know, that's the thing. Right? It's gone, it's gone. Other than that, the only other thing would be like, okay, well, why why is it why have you lost attraction? Is it because she's you know not being on the same level as you? She's not leveling up herself and this and that. We'll try to get her, try to encourage her. But again, you can't change people. People aren't gonna change. But it's like you can give them options to change. Be like, yeah. look, you know, like, you know, like you just you just slowly, you know, well, whatever it is, right? So if it's like you know, they're lethargic. All they want to do is watch Netflix and stuff like that. And you're not doing that. You can be a good example and do yourself and maybe like turn the TV off and have like, make a routine where you're like, I don't know, fucking like doing late night chats where you're just like getting to actually know each other on a, on a different level. Or I don't know if I can spice it up, do role play in the bedroom, this and that, you know, just try to try something. But if it's literally not working, it's like, man, just cut that shit. Just like be a big boy and rip the bandaid off. You know, that's the thing. It's like, you're doing her a massive disservice, especially if she's getting into her thirties and like, you know, she's got time. Like she actually, unfortunately, she actually has a biological clock, right? Yeah. Like that's a fact, right? And so, you know, now and now it's becoming ever more present that, that especially because, you know, the way of society, it was just like the, these, these companies, this, this society pushed that, you know, women drop the, the, you know, becoming a mother, for their career you know this idea of just becoming her career to a job that would drop them in a fucking heartbeat a pandemic comes along and they're like oh fire yeah we don't care you know our company comes first right now you know this girl spent years and years and years doing a career that she just got fired for in a second right now looks back and it's like i haven't had kids she looks at her friends and they're all got kids she might be in her 40s and 50s and so like, you know, so again, it's like, if you're not going to be the person that's like, you know, a lot, a lot of times it's just like, yeah, you might may as well end that pretty quickly because it's, it's a, it's a slippery slope downwards, you know, unless, you know, it might not be the wrong, it might be the wrong time, you know, in a couple of years, come back and you might be the right person. But again, man, like some of the girls that I'm with, they're, they're pretty good girls, you know, they're, they're, they're solid, you know, so I'm not, I'm, I don't come across that. Like I choose specifically, right. so I don't come across that, but just that mindset is like, man, if you're, if you're, if you're leading her on, that's the worst thing. That worst so, thing. So just, just more empathy. It sounds like just having, more yeah. Like, like, like you're being a, you're being, a, being a selfish fucking dick, not being able to be like, Oh, like you're being a, the literally the worst fucking person. That could be the worst person in the world. <laughs> no, basically what you're doing is like, yeah, I don't like you. I'm yes. not that emotionally vested. We're in a relationship because I'm such a bitch and can't break up with you um, because I think it's going to hurt myself or hurt you. And like, it's, it's like, no, you're, you're, you're hurting her already. She just doesn't know that you're hurting her, you know? Right. Yeah. It's like, come on, man, like be a fucking big boy. But I understand there's, there's when you're in that shit, it's fucking, it, there's some, there's some, you know, there might be a kid involved. There might be a house. There might be a mortgage. Like, I understand. I'm not fucking, 
I'm not literally, I don't have, I'm not, an, was it an emu, isn't it? I think it is. Yeah. I don't have my head in the sand, right? An ostrich. Yeah, yeah. An ostrich. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not a fucking ostrich. It's a new saying. Like, I'm not a fucking ostrich, right? <laughs> Anyways. Um, <laughs> so I understand. But, you know, then again, it's like, what? You wait a couple of years, what? It might get better. It's like, man. Yeah. Right. No, dude, what, it's a common yeah. fucking theme that I, I've seen. Really? That's crazy. Others. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have picked that. I would not have picked that. Totally, dude. It's it's definitely gotten better, but it's like you know, on on the call, you know, the last call that uh, for the group that we had, and yep. I was just you know hearing her talk about how she's with this person, but but you know it, and I can sense like, I I can totally feel what she's feeling of, of feeling like it's gonna hurt the other person. And I worked with somebody who was in a, a marriage, and the yeah. person just it was like boring as fuck. There was no attraction, no romance they uh, they're basically just like living in the same area like that's the only yeah. thing that was really going on and she's just trying and trying and trying and uh but then she wanted to leave but she was just so reticent of like causing this person pain and we had to work through that a lot so it's definitely fucking there and like wow i wouldn't would have picked that yeah yeah dude and, and for me that's you know that's something too it's like when to to break up with somebody um in the past i just they they would be disrespectful i had one, one girl she was super fucking sexy and and smart and like into the same shit like read the same you know same books yeah. like, like uh you know what the fuck is it uh, uh walking on eggshells and shit but she would like call me like a pussy and a loser at times for like various different things and i would just kind of like take it and just like brainwash myself like well it's making me a better man but it's like no like it's she's fucking disrespecting me like she's also mm. right but in the way she's doing it it's, it's pretty disrespectful you know I'm, yeah. like, I'm not with you so you call me a fucking pussy and, and a bitch like i'm also gonna work on wow that seems like it seems like a double test right she's calling you yeah. that with with the wanting of you to like take charge take leadership take respect back so it's like a double, it's like a double test, subconscious test. That one was, oh man, oh, that was, that was fucking powerful. You know what I mean? So that, that's, uh, some people think like to win these tests or to win these, like, you know, these shit tests and stuff like that, they're all logical. Like it's, oh, I've got to be a man. But the idea was like, you had to call her out for disrespecting you in that moment for you not to be a pussy, you know? So fucking funny. They're so like roundabout things. <laughs> man male and female dynamics don't don't ever get it wrong i'm like definitely not a misogynist at all i fucking love women right. i love the, the intricacies best. of everything like that right um but man sometimes they're they're very confusing guys are sometimes confusing too don't get me wrong i, I work with them i'm like how the fuck did you come <laughs> to that conclusion i'm like well, what nah good on them i love people man like they're so fucking interesting like i can't believe i have i have a job where I get to tell people how to talk to other people. Cool <laughs> I'm like, man, this is fucking, this is like, this is like bullshit. Like I couldn't <laughs> do this 10 years ago and now I do it because I did 10 years of it pretty right. much, you know? But when you think about it, like, you know, sometimes all those memories like fade and you're just like, man, like, oh, you know, I've talked to a lot of people. I remember back in the day, I'm like, I've talked to so many fucking people. And so that's what you got to do. Like if I said to you, like, you can't say that to people. You can't be like, look, for 10 years straight talk to as many people as humanly possible so you know every sort of dynamic there is to a conversation then it'd be pretty good because then you come into like so, things like sales and then you have to learn a whole new facet and you're like wow this is so much. you know um i just did a a sermon for for the person you know i just did a i was the ordain i think the not the minister but i was ordaining yeah. the ceremony and um 
you know, I was doing it. I was like, you know, there's a bunch of people, there's a crowd. And I was like, man, like, I was thinking at one stage, I was like, you know, like five, six years ago, I could not do it. Like, you know, sorry, 10 years ago, I could not do this, right? Five or six, where was I? Five, five or six years ago, I was working for RST. I could do that, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, yes, I was like, yeah. Yes. But like, you know, when I was a kid, when I was like, you know, when I was a kid, I was like, man, like, there's no way I could have done this, right? Step up and, and conduct, you know, someone that was so close to me, not crying, obviously, that's for starters, you know, right. your emotional wreck. And then continue keeping your potion doing this. I'm like, man, it's just, it, like, you know, with anything you can do, it's just like enough perseverance, enough experience, enough kind of thing. You do develop a little more confidence in yourself in terms of doing. So like, you know, if that girl breaks up with a boyfriend or whatever it is, or a husband or whatever, fiance, and then she gets into another relationship, she's already got that experience from the last one that like she knows exactly what she's looking for. So it's like, she's in the biggest win-win per se. It's like, because she's going to learn stuff about herself from the breakup. She's going to learn everything. She's going to learn how to, how to maybe take more boundaries in herself. Same as the dude. If it was a dude thing, how make more boundaries. And it's like, sometimes I tell dudes, I'm like, they either need to get broken up with to have an emotional, like, like a motivation or they need yeah. something so they can like really like double down and crush themselves. And like, in terms of like, they need to like, pick their shit up like become valuable it's like sometimes like these guys that are sitting in the couch just watching like you know this that another thing or doing video games and i'm just like man like fuck, you, you you really need to like step up your shit like you know it's like man you can't be living like this i don't know who's told you to live like this i'm like you know it's like you need to like especially when there's potential in all that like there's so many mm-hmm. so much potential that's wasted that's my thing i hate wasted potential it's the worst fucking thing stagnation and wasted potential my words oh oh trigger words <laughs> you know for me so that's why my thing is just like doubling down on that and i know everyone's not like that and some people want to rest and some people don't like sure. doing you know waking up at three you know on three four hours sleep and doing fucking back to back to back to back to back calls then your podcast then back to back to back calls that's fine don't get me wrong but this is why i said on my call just before i'm like you need something bigger than your fucking self mm-hmm. you need something bigger than yourself right so like, you know, if this, if this, this girl, you know, she's worrying about her, she's worrying she's me, 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 what about him, him, me, me. It's like, if she had a business, she had something, this shit is like fucking cut immediately. Like, I don't care. Like when something's bigger than yeah. the shit that you've got going on, it just makes everything else just that much easier to deal with. That's why I truly believe when you got something bigger yeah. Because I'm like, look, look, you know, straight away I had calls the next day after someone like passed away and it's like, I have something bigger than what just happened. That's a pretty traumatic thing. Don't get me wrong. But it's like, no, I made a commitment and my word is my bond. And like, they're the things that I really have to like take into consideration. Right. And so when it's bigger than myself, it was just, it was fine. Like I was chill on the thing. I thought I would be, and Rebecca, I was very chill. And even up to, to, to now, very chill because it's like, no, I have a mission, a goal, a purpose, right? That's what people are lacking in society. Totally. Nothing purposeless. And dude, um, I think it's, yeah. it's, I completely agree with you, man. And, and, you know, that, that was like early on, I, you know, similar to, to what you shared at the beginning of this podcast, you mm. know, I, I, I knew some, something was up. Right. And I was yeah. like, and I started watching people like Zig Ziglar and speakers and just like trying to like through my haze of depression and trauma, like trying to find yeah. these glimmers of, of positivity. When you're in that state, you're so fucking like suppressed and weighed down by all this emotional uh, mm. uh, baggage and stuff that's just not processed and felt yet. 
that you don't really have access to creativity. You know, I, I remember, oh my God, when I was like, you know, hardcore RC fan and, yeah. and trying to like emulate that and like going out and filming, you know, videos every other day and, and just trying to go like, okay, what are they doing? Let me fucking do it. But there was no fun. There was no, like there was not even passion. It was more like aggression. Like yeah. I, I am doing this, but it wasn't like, I'm, I'm not enjoying it. I'm not having fun with it. There's no real life. There's no real grounded stability. And I think that comes from fucking, you know, yeah, processing this shit, but also just building a life that, that you enjoy and, and like tending to your emotions and nurturing your emotions Indeed. and, and practicing those boundaries. Cause then that creativity starts to like pierce through and you start to have that purpose. And yeah. dude, I think it's fucking incredible that, you know, especially in this line of work, you can relate to this, taking people at various different stages of being suppressed and, and having this shit weighed down and then mm. watching that creativity break through. Uh, what, the client I mentioned earlier who ended up getting a divorce, yep. she never been a rock climb, climber in her whole fucking life. Never tried rock climbing ever. Got the divorce, started rock climbing. She's a rock climbing machine now. She fucking loves it. And seeing her, dude, from this place of like, not really passionate, very shut down, very like not really talkative, energetic to then yep. rock climbing and like more life, more, more light in the eyes. It's the coolest shit ever, man. And like, that's in everybody, you know? That's the crazy thing. Yeah. <laughs> wow. that's, a, that's a good story. I like that one. Fuck yeah. Nice. I mean, that, that, that's it. it. It's like every single person has, you know, they have that in them for sure. Unfortunately, it's like a mentor can, can do that for you. And then it's got to come from within you a little bit too. Yeah, you got to know totally. that you're bigger. You're, you got something bigger in you. And I think everyone does, but you know, we, we drown it with addictions. We drown it with everything. So if I was to like, I think, I think the three biggest things, if someone wants to take that, it's like switch Netflix off, stop drinking, stop doing drugs for starters. Right. Just that that's those three cold Turkey on fucking everything. Right. <laughs> and then just become so bored. Right. So fucking bored that you will figure you'll feel it with some shit because you're so yeah. bored. You just make sure you don't go back to like that. You start eating healthy, start thinking, right. You start drinking soda water, <laughs> sand Pellegrino or whatever, you know, you start like doing stuff and you'll, you, because you're so bored, you'll find shit to do and you'll find creative stuff. As you said, right. That's the first thing. Like you'll be so bored by life. You're like, okay, well, there's gotta be something more than this, right. There's gotta be something, you know, it's gotta be here that's like the first three things that i say you know i'm just like y'all do that shit you'll become bored you'll find out what you like to do mm. right because a lot like of people that. are they're so repressed they don't know what they like you know first step no one knows what they fucking like that's my first step in my program it's like what the fuck do you like what do you like what has society told you like you know for the past 10 years society's told you exactly what to like right and it's like what do you what do you like like no one else can like it what do you like and some of the weirdest stuff like <laughs> some guys like one guy's like, oh, I like like Portuguese. And I'm like, okay, you like Portuguese? I, I don't know anyone liking a, a language. <laughs> Motherfucker just learns Portuguese, packs his shit from the US and moves there. He's been there for what? like a year. Yeah. Dude. And, I'm like, and I'm like, this guy's like, you know, just being like, you know, just not doing anything. And I'm like, man, I'm so proud of him too. You know, I'm like, yeah, that's fucking sick. You know, just like the craziest Amazing. things, you know. Some other, some other guys are just like, uh, all they go around now is they connect investment bankers together. And I'm like that was not a thing that he was like into. And I'm like, he just got bored and was like, yeah, let's do it. So he started doing it, loved it. Started, I'm like, yo, that's the strangest fucking thing ever, but okay, let's do it. Right. And 
Uh, it's not strange, obviously. So it's very common. Terms. Like, that's just an exaggeration. You got to right, exaggerate right. sometimes with you know those things so you get the picture. And then it was like boom, they love it. You know, for me, like learning social skills when you know when it was very frowned upon and you had to be this ego like every man thinks they can fight pull girls and like win uh, like you know make money right and when you've lowered your ego on that it's like no i can't all your friends look at you weird yeah. and then now you're 28 and they're all hit you up for an advice like please help me and you're like yeah 10 years ago i made that ego choice to drop it yeah about that yeah it was probably the best thing i ever did <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I'm sure you did the same too. You know, drop that ego, fucking learn, learn a bunch of stuff. You know, learn from your mentors. You know, learn from pe- people like you and stuff like that. In terms of, you know, just like understanding, just you know, the experiences that you've gone through. There's something that that you have to offer in everyone. You know. Yeah, and it's it's all you know. It, I feel like it's all just really connected, man, and like orchestrated, and and shit happens for a reason, and that I think that's a really good philosophy to kind of be feeding you know to yourself 100%. and just to kind of get better and, and and keep growing uh one one last thing dude yeah i want i want you to touch on uh boundaries i feel like yeah, a lot of, of people course, yeah. with low self-esteem codependency we really fucking struggle with with creating boundaries and you know speaking yeah. up when somebody does something or something happens that we're just not comfortable with and we don't want to keep happening but for whatever reason maybe we're scared of them you know, having a negative reaction or of hurting your feelings. That's kind of what we talked about earlier. How do you view boundaries and how do you handle when shit goes down yeah, in your world? I, I'll always, I'll always be a unique perspective. I'm like, so if, if someone's like that and then they want to set more boundaries and I'm like, what boundaries are you trying to set for what? Right? Like, what are you trying to protect? You basically break every boundary on yourself why the fuck is anyone else going to listen to you, right? Mm. So like wow. oh, all these people were late. I'm like, yeah, you were fucking late six minutes to this call. With no, like no nothing, no reason. Oh, I was just doing something. I'm like, so, and you're trying to tell me you got to make boundaries. Fuck no, no one's going to listen. You don't even do it to yourself, right? So, okay, well, here's first thing for all these people. Become the pinnacle that you want others to, to treat you like, right? Become that person, right? Mm. So here's, here's the thing. If you want people to respect your time, you have to respect your own time. What that means is not fucking sitting on TikTok for four hours fucking straight and then expecting someone to be like, oh, they were late to the meeting. It's like, yeah, you just wasted four hours of your time. Your time means nothing to them, right? Mm. Because you don't even treat your time to value, right? That's a, that's to start with. Now now I'm starting to fucking you're starting to go oh shit right yeah now I'm popping off now I'm fucking yeah. you know so now it's like you know and with boundaries and stuff like that like again it's just like yo it's like for if you want people to respect your boundaries just start respecting your own fucking boundaries first right so it's like oh I can't speak up right where are you lying to yourself mm, what are you neglecting like feeling and looking at yeah. I'm like, people are talking to you like that because you're a direct replication of like what you're pre- transmitting into the universe. I'll give you an analogy, right? I'll give you a book, one of the books I was reading, I can't remember. It's like Social by Matthew Lieberman or something like that. They did this experiment, right? So there's a pack of cards. So from, from uh, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, uh, 10, King, Jack, all that, you know, in, in order. Ace is the top, right? And so they had about, I think they had 12 people in a, in a group, right? And everyone... Uh, got a, a card that faced everyone else. They could, they didn't know what card it was, right? 
stuck to their forehead. And that was the experiment, right? And they just, all these people are going, what the fuck is going on? Anyways, so it was the, it was the, it was the goal to get the highest uh, collective duo, you know, two mm. people couple up in the highest duo, right? And so you can imagine like, you know, you know, everybody else's except yourself, right? Right. And so they did it in such a way that you couldn't go, oh, Jack, Queen, King, Nine, oh, I must have a two. They did it quicker than that, right? So yeah. you're like, oh, fuck, right? So you're scrambling around and they got them like scrambling, right? And um, it was either that or they turned the lights off, one of the two. I think one of them, they did turn the lights off and, and then they started, right? And so they're scrambling around. And so people are reacting to other people based on what they got. Now you want to get it. The, the highest one was either a 10, Jack, King, or Queen, uh, King, with with an ace right that was the thing right so you can imagine what what happened with the people that had two three and four right mm. they were like scrambling oh let's you know and it wouldn't work right and so all the all the thing they're probably like all right let, let's go let's couple up who you got a couple and you know obviously the people that got the king and the, the ace would win obviously but then they would do it then they would do it again and again and again and they would show that <clears throat> every time they would do the experiment right the people you know, some, they, they, they strategically put low numbers on these like three or four people, right? Yeah. And you could see their confidence actually taking a massive hit every time, right? <laughs> That's crazy. And so what it is, is we come into kindergarten with this false sense of the false idea, right? First of all, right? And, and the experiment was this, this confidence kind of thing, right? And so when you came in, how people uh, reacted to you was what you put out. And it was this loop, Right straight away so if you had a two you started thinking yourself as a two mentality and no Mm. one wanted to be with you right so then no matter what other card you got you still presented yourself as a two it didn't matter right so you you kept doing now it's you're in a vicious fucking loop right and so this is what the the, a lot of these people with low confidence or low boundaries and stuff you're stuck in this fucking loop that you're presenting to the world exactly what's internalizing in you right and so then then what you're presenting to the world is coming back and showing you kind of like they don't want to match up with you because you got a fucking two in your head. Yeah. I love that. You got a fucking <laughs> two in your head. And then you're like, oh, so I must be a two. I'm going to put two energy out and I'm not going to get that. Now, if you're stuck in that loop, how the fuck do you graduate from that? It's very hard, right? Until you understand, you're like, okay, oh, I see what's happening. I see. So for people, they have had shit being put inside their head. That's not them. Remember, we start as a basic, we start as a blank slate. I hope you guys know that, a blank slate, right? By the age of two, you know, somewhere between, I think it's like five to 7,000 rules by the age of two. Don't stand on the table. Don't yell at the fucking thing. Be quiet in the airplane. Put your mask, you know, all this kind of shit that they fucking say, right? Uh, don't don't spill water on the floor. Don't do this. Don't do that. Like you, you, we're, we're molding in ourselves, right? And then someone said to someone else that, you know, it, it, some experiences happen and they they can't set boundaries or, you, you know, you have a terrible time setting boundaries. Why don't you stand up for yourself? Why don't you, you know, these things. And so they've continuously told themselves a loop, right? So how to get out of that is obviously not only to do the fear neutralization technique that I said, but you have to create a whole new story for yourself. You have to become, again, this is a weird part. You have to become delusional in the fact where you're like, okay, well, you know, no one's respecting my time. I'm not standing up. I, I feel scared to talk. I do all these kind of things understanding that that's actually not fucking you that's a completely right. different identity to who you are right and so it's like well how do i become a different identity well it's like okay well now the real work starts right hmm. now you think it's hard you think it's like the fucking habits that have been in ground for years and years and years they're fucking hard to break right but if you consciously make an effort to try and break them you know i give you an analogy 
I'm really nice to old people, really overtly nice. And I started to see it displayed in my character where I would be overtly nice to people that I didn't care about. I was a contradiction to myself. So I'd go to things like Toastmasters and this, this random dude be talking to me and I'd be like, yeah, absolutely. Oh my God, for sure. Yeah, man. Like I'd be super nice, right? And then I'd be like, at the end, my buddy would be like, I'd be like, yeah, fucking idiots. You know what I mean? Or something like that. I was like, why the fuck did he talk to me the whole time? Couldn't hear the other person. I really wanted to, right? I'm not, I'm not mean, but I'm like, you know, I wanted right. to hear something and they're interrupting and I was just over, overly nice. In another stage, if it wasn't my first, I'd be like, you know, shut up and I'm doing this, right? And I would see that and I'm like, okay, well, that's coming through like the people pleasing mentality that I, that I've always had, but it's come from dealing with older people. I've been overtly nice because I always had a respectful thing, but now it's got to the point it's become disillusioned and the loop that I'm telling myself or the loop that I'm doing is becoming overtly nice to all people. Right. And that's bleeding into my other. So I can see that I'm doing something good, but it is, it is, it is correlating correctly with like this, 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 this attitude that I'm having. And I'm like, you know, this behavior that I'm displaying. And I'm like, okay, well, obviously I'm going to be, you know, I'm always going to be nice to old people. Don't get me wrong, but I stopped being advertently nice. I stopped going out of my way to do it. Right. So this is where I've changed something and it's going to take a long time to do that, but it's setting a boundary with myself that I'm not going to, because what I was doing was placating to these other old people because I felt sorry for them. But deep down, I did not give two fucks about them, which is fine. You can not give a fuck about, you know, a lot of us don't give a fuck about a lot of people. Just so you know, there's people dying everywhere. We don't give a fuck. It's not affecting your emotional state. It affects your emotional state when you see it or you hear it and it's very close yeah. to you. That affects you. But, you know, back in the day, it doesn't, you know, no one gives a fuck, right? Um, you know, there's people over there. They're, they're just dying. People are being decapitated over there. And you, you don't care. It's not your emotional state, right? So, you know, so I stopped giving, you know, so I started to give less of a fuck with them. And now it directly correlated with me putting up a boundary in my life of like when there's bullshit, I didn't placate and I didn't, because what I was doing was giving them good, good things. So they think, oh, I did really well where I was just, you know, I'm so good at communicating that I can just like turn off and talk. Yeah. And so, and he was like, you're, you're actually doing them a disservice. I was like, ah, I am crazy, crazy epiphany. So a lot of the time it's what I do. You just have to like recognize it and understand where you're doing. So if you feel that intention to speak up, you feel that, okay, what I usually do is shut down. What am I going to do? Okay, the direct fucking opposite. And you could be, you could make a, a, a pipsqueak sound. <laughs> like, ah, uh, like something, right? It's better than what you were doing before. You were already one step there, right? Now we're going to get some words out of you. Now we're going to get some confident words out of you. That's the way to do it. That's the only way to do it. It's like a progressive desensitization to like the experiences. I'm sure, there's other ways. I'm sure that you know someone can go from that, but that's what I've really done majority of my my, no, my dude, time. Powerful, powerful man. And it's yeah, it's crazy how like like the you know speaking with being overtly nice to delivery people. How like one seemingly small area of your life actually yeah. seeps into like fucking everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 100%. and we think like, oh, it's just a small thing. It's like, no, 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 no. That thing's like everything. <laughs> everything. Well, that's the other thing. If you're not holding yourself to a accountable like level, why do you expect others to? You shouldn't. You should never. That's selfish. That's like completely dis. Like you're 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 delusional if you think people are going to go to a standard that you don't hold for yourself. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Love it. So, dude, where can, uh, let's say someone's listening and, and they really like your vibe and they want to see more of you and maybe even work with you. Where can they uh, follow you? 
Check Absolutely. You can follow me. You type in Sam Matheson to everywhere. Obviously, I lost my TikTok, which was my baby, but Sam Matheson 2 on Instagram. You can go on, on you type in Sam Matheson on YouTube and, and and Twitter, it'll come up. I'm I'm very active on all the all of those from there. And then my company, which is sociallifementoring.com slash membership. You can go there, you can check it out. It's a membership site that we have for for a completely 80 plus Discord channel. And as well as, you know, fortnightly calls and this and that. And then if you want to work with me one-on-one, it's uh, you just DM me on, on my, my Instagram and then we'll work through that. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of we, we go through programs, we go through this, this. I've recorded for like fucking, I don't know, like three years now, just from back to back to videos to videos to videos. So much content, you know? But uh, yeah, it's it, depending on what whatever level that they want their, their personalized training to, we, we cater to all, all three levels, which is cool. Badass, dude. And for everybody watching this on... Uh... YouTube because it'll be the audio but also the video for YouTube uh the links will be in the description below man fucking thank you Sam it's it's awesome Appreciate talking it, with you man and I hey look I I did mention the Sam so from from somebody who's gone through it it's it's a lot of fun and at the very least like we talked about earlier you know you'll be you'll be around someone who has a lot of good energy and uh, you, I you it, always man. absorb some of that so yeah man thank you so much for coming on and dropping some wisdom love it thanks brother all right brother take it easy Ah, uh, you too, bro.